Welcome to Critical Drinking. This is the podcast where we drink beer, we watch movies, and we talk about them. And I forget to introduce myself, named Kevin Regan. I'm Kevin Regan. I'm Ryan Maley. We're joined today by... (laughs) The dramatic opening, Brian Feely. He's back. He's back to get scolded again about (laughs) 9-11 films. I didn't have enough of it the first two times. (laughs) Back to Redeem. That's what she said. It's the Redeem team. (laughs) Um, this episode, we are watching Finding Nemo and discussing our top five animated movies. It was going to be top five Pixar movies, but we decided, you know, that Toy Story would be about three of them, and there's only ten Pixar movies, and we liked animated movies, so we did that. Yep. And, uh, before, before this podcast, we actually inducted the Toy Story trilogy into the Can't Touch This list, so that will not be appearing Which on Which means it will be three of my five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like The Dark Knight last time. Yeah. Um, so we have I one movie. We have list. one movie. That's on all our... I can't touch this list. I was like, uh, shit. The only movie we have on there. And Ryan's like, um... What happened to Three Kid to Yuma? Here's an interesting bit. We agreed to take that off. Because, <laughs> honestly, because, <laughs> honestly, how many times is that going to show up on our list? It only showed up because it was Christian Bale movies and westerns. Yeah. It's the only time, it's, that's the only reason. But Dark Knight clearly has shown up on at Everyone's least three list. Like, number one on my list, and you said it was the best comic book, and then you didn't, and then we had a fight. I think... when I ate your chest. You listen back. I, I think I made a valid argument. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Ate your chin. Just like in the chin eaters. I think you... We need to preface this by saying, although we're doing... Animated movies. This podcast definitely not for children. Agreed. No. Yeah, that's it's got the explicit tag. Yeah, I got and, the uh, I got the text. You know, parents parents yeah. go in the other room and listen to this podcast. Let your children play. I don't know. In traffic, it might or be something. too late already for that. Uh, for that disclaimer. Shit. <laughs> Ryan might have already already. Oh, uh, by the way, it's Critical Drinking twenty six. And coincidentally, there are twenty six letters in the alphabet. So Ryan's going to come up with a curse word for every one of the twenty six letters. Go! Oh yeah, <laughs> asshole, a bitch, cunt, dick, eat a fuck. You're, you're getting your money's worth from the iTunes explicit tag right here. Um, gangbanger. That is not a cuss word. It could gangbang the asshole. That is. Um. How many cocks fit? It's all hyphenated. No, it's all hyphenated. Low budget porn titles. Yeah. Not low budget. Inca orgy. I saw that one. Orgy. Inca orgy. Um, Uh, Jizz beard. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Uh, Camel toe with K. (laughs) The imitation camel toe. The fuck's that for K? L. (laughs) Libido sniffer. That's. Oh, boy. That don't make sense. Labia Madora's um, It's just, that's scientific. Uh, <laughs> if used correctly, that could uh, be a wicked curse word. Oh, I'm that's good. Uh, Alright. That's yeah. good. We've gone, we've we've gone far enough. Zit fuckers, my Z. <laughs> to round it out. Yeah, yeah zit, zitty pus taser beam. <laughs> Alright. 
Um, a is anal warts. So, so, so that's what we're watching. Herpes sniffer. Uh, and it is critical drinking. diver. It is critical drinking 26. Um, and by the way, if you haven't noticed already, not for children. <laughs> um, so or adults, maybe. Yeah. So let's just uh, let's cut that right off and get into the poll. I'm sorry. Kevin. And for this, we're gonna have to ask Brian to put his earmuffs on because Brian still hasn't seen Inception. And so, since allegedly this is a spoiler, Leonardo DiCaprio is a dinosaur. <laughs> Damn it! You're such an asshole. Uh, but we're gonna talk about our poll while uh, while, while Brian the is... first two tracks of the Glee soundtrack. Yeah, that's, that's why Brian's that's, never gonna get invited. That's not a Back. joke, though. That's not a joke. He's he's about to one bites the dust. <laughs> that can't be the first. Is it really? Oh, wow, it is. Glee and the L is for loser. Okay, so our Inception poll was at the end of the movie, and if you've seen it, you know what we're talking about. At the if you don't, by the way, spoiler for like three minutes. So turn Not it down. Three and, gonna be a turn it down. Yeah, turn it down and come back in at like six minutes. Um, but the, the poll question is, at the end of the movie, like, is it a dream or is it not a dream? Does the totem fall or wobble or does it not? Uh, it wobbles, but is it wobbling to fall down? Because, of is course... It, is it maintained? Of course we know that the totem wobbling means that it's real life because it's your totem. If the, if the totem falls, it's real yeah. life. And if the to- yeah, true. If it and falls. if the totem spins forever, that means it's someone else's dream that you're yeah. in. However, they never... I don't think they ever... He had no idea that was perfect timing for a burp. <laughs> um, but they never... Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think they ever specify if it's your totem, if it's not your dream. If it, it's, it, They say they allude to the fact that it's real life, but not that it's your dream, because it's just someone else's dream if it doesn't. I think it's just, it's just to show that you're not in a dream. Right. Okay. In a dream, so if it if it you know if it doesn't feel right, you know, I guess technically you're right. It seems like since you're the only person that knows what that's the whole idea yeah, of it. Yeah. Then that it could be your dream. Right. That you're in, but you know. If you tune back in at six minutes, tune in at seven minutes. We're not done with spoilers. Yeah. Um. This this movie, honestly, and like we we talked about it last time. I've thought more about it. I still have the same critiques, but I feel like I came off a little negative about it. Honestly, I think this was a great movie, if not for its technical and visual, you know, con- I guess, what am I trying to say, uh, accomplishments, yeah. than for the fact that it inspires so much conversation. It does. It it's, honestly is a, it's, it's the best movie to talk about. It's a thinker. Yeah. Um, but the poll question, yeah, the poll question was, did it? If it fall stays at what I fall? think it is, I'm surprised. Will it fall, or didn't it fall? So, is it a dream or is it not a dream? Surprisingly enough, well, if you've looked at any other polls, you've seen that they've been split right down the middle. No surprise, our poll was split right down the middle. What did it end up? Fifty-fifty. Really? Literally fifty percent uh, of the vote yes, fifty percent of the vote no. Because when I did it, it was thirty or wow, thirty sixty yeah. equal hundred. It was two thirds to one third. Yeah. Yeah. But now it's fifty-fifty. Oh, well, I so, agree. I agree with that. No surprise. Um, I personally voted for it. Did not fall. It or it did fall. It was not a dream. I think I voted for that one. I voted for it was a dream. I don't know what I voted for. I need to go back and figure that out. 
But that's like I mean it's I think the fact that it's it's ambiguous is the point. makes it better. It yeah, that, that makes it better. And it, you know, so much to talk about. Um, but yeah, so that was the poll results. It was fifty fifty. Um, now we can call Brian Feely off his earmuffs. You're back, sir. Expendables oh, tournament. I was just getting into the boys' mods. <laughs> Expendables tournament. It's time for the Expendables tournament. Woo! So, as you know, last round. That was ringing the bell. <laughs> as you know, last round, the advancers were... The advancers. The advancers. I have that tattoo. <laughs> the advancers. <laughs> yeah. The people who advanced were Terminator, Corbin Dallas, Danny the Dog from Unleashed, Rocky, Rambo, Ivan Drago, Conan the Barbarian, and John McClane. So now we have those matchups. We're going to start with the... Actually... Start with the lower bracket. Let's go, let's go to the lower bracket first. So the first, uh, the first matchup in the lower bracket is Rambo... Versus Ivan Drago. Rambo, I believe, is a one seed. Yeah, Rambo's a one seed. Ivan Drago is a five seed. Ivan Drago upset the transporter last time because he killed Apollo Creed. Killed him in the ring with a fucking punch. Killed him. Fruit um, punch. That's how bad it was. Peaky punch. So, Peaky punch. So first of all, Ivan Drago did kill Apollo Creed, but that's the only guy he killed. Yeah. He's got one death to his name. How many deaths does Rambo have? Uh, well, according to the last movie, 2.94 bodies per minute. That's a lot of... That's uh, almost three bodies per minute. And there's got to be a few <laughs> minutes where no killing is going on. <laughs> does that include credits? No. No, I'm just... Yeah, just it does. It does because they probably took running time. Well, same, man. That's like ten minutes. Yeah, actually, they probably did. Wow. But yeah, yeah, bodies. So, this almost goes without saying, but, dude, <laughs> that's twice. That's twice. This almost goes with um, this, that. That did go without saying. In the butt. That sounds better. You'll hear it. Tune into the end in the credits and uh, you get a treat. But Rambo moves on, beats Ivan Drago, not only because of kill count, but because basically Rambo is Rocky with a gun and he's really crazy. So he beats Ivan Drago. You're a mess. We're moving on. Um, Oh, it smells like treasures. The uh, <laughs> the next matchup, Conan the Barbarian versus John McClane. This is the easiest one there was, yep. I have to say. Even we we asked, I uh, I posed a question. So guys, who wins between Conan the Barbarian and John McClane? And I think both both of you guys instantaneously. Yeah. Oh, who did Conan fight in the first round to make it this far? Uh, Conan was a three seed. He fought Jet Li's the one. Was which? That, uh, wait, which one is the one? The like, one is which the one, one is that one? He's the one. <laughs> I, I don't really. Jet Li movies are kind of all the same. Yeah, we just well, figured he's good at kicking uh, ass, and that Conan chopped him up with a sword. But see, all I'm saying though is, if Conan was coming out of so- with him as well, fuck me, at him with a sword, and Jet Li kicked that little pool ball out of the corner pocket and then kicked him in the face, you see? I that think one? that was unleashed. Was that not the same? Was that the one? I don't know. I don't. I honestly don't. Might know. Have been one. I don't think I've ever seen a Jet Li movie. Yeah, but maybe there was no. Romeo must die is on my frequent. Dude, Romeo must die. Yeah, he kicks the guy and breaks the spine. I'm just saying, any guy that can kick a ball out yeah. of the pocket of a pool. Yeah, anyway, that's true. Whatever, Conan. Conan like but, ate everyone. But Conan was huge. Conan had a giant <laughs> sword, and Conan was a barbarian. And he had horns. <laughs> I wish you could have seen that. Makes it better. Horns. <laughs> um, but yeah, John McClane wins on sheer badassness because there's no contest. John McClane is more badass. Uh, shoes on or off. 
than Conan no the Barbarian. Oh shit, the guy beat terrorists. In four different movies. Yeah. yeah. A lot of different movies. He killed a helicopter with a car. How, he, took, <laughs> he jumped a snowmobile over, like, a house. He took, something. like, 20 blank bullets in number two. <laughs> ah! He, he took sh- just shattered glass all over his feet and still, like, repelled out of so she six said, stories of window. Shattered glass Wasn't there a scene them. where he, like, drove a semi-truck and there was, like, a... Yeah, like military. That was like, the first one, or that was the fourth one. The yeah, uh, and he drove it around the highway. highway. Yeah, on the yeah. highway. Yep, that was yeah. easy, easily the best. So John McClane moves on. Uh, next is top bracket: <laughs> Terminator versus Corbin Dallas. Now, let's set the stage here. Terminator and Corbin Dallas are both badass characters. I think for two separate reasons. I think they're the two baddest ass in the whole thing. Yeah. Well, John McClane's there. Terminator is badass in the traditional sense of badass. Sunglasses. Sunglasses, leather jacket, motorcycle. Naked. Like the classic badass physique, or the persona. Mm -hmm. That's what I was looking for. And so, he, uh, you know, and and basically he's unstoppable. He's unstoppable. He can do whatever he wants. He can take bullets like crazy. He beats T-1000, which is clearly a better model than he is. Well, it's not Which is impressive. But... He's a better model than the T-800, so... That doesn't um, make any sense. What? They should fire their engineers at the <laughs> Terminator building hey, factory. It was Why? The T-1000's better than the T-800. Tech, thought, supposedly. Yeah. But he gets but beat. But he got beat. Well, the T-800 yeah. is smarter. It's got more experience, because it's so a maybe cyborg. Maybe given the T-1000... Give him the T-1000 more RAM or something. You know what I mean? Well, but I mean, it's, a, it's an experimental logic. model, you know? It's a whole different thing. They were machines. This one is a bendy robot. A bendy robot? Yeah. <laughs> Told you I did. I'm telling you a little bendy every once in a while. A bendy. Like Gumby? I win. One or nothing. nothing. Oh, it's not on here anymore. No, it's not. Um, but yeah, and then Corbin Dallas takes on, <laughs> takes on basically uh, the entire... Mangalore army. Yeah, Mangalore army, uh, including all that is evil with Gary Oldman and his chocolate universe. syrup running down <laughs> his forehead. Right. What's funny is they never meet. The, really? The hero and the bad guy never talk or say a word. And the only Maybe they scene, hate each other. The only scene they don't have. The only scene they have together is when he's get in the elevator as he's getting off the elevator. Sets the stage wow. for Fifth Element too. Well, no, actually one of them died and Evil's dead, <laughs> the but don't worry about element. it. Um, but there was a scene, I don't know if you guys were, uh, you went to the Same discussion scene. board, but on our discussion board... You have a discussion board? Yeah, on the Facebook. Oh, the Facebook? Facebook.com slash The Critical Drinking. Brian's the worst fan we have. (laughs) (laughs) Never listens, insists on guest hosting, imposes his will. And then criticizes us for a thing. He's like, doesn't even come with two takes or accurate takes. I don't know if I can do this. Uh, I really find your last episode condescending. What was it about? Super Troopers? I don't know. Oh man, I love 9 11. Minutes and yeah. we got a fucking movie. But, uh, the but, gonna be happy I said that. So, yeah, but Corbin Dallas, as my brother posted, he posted that scene where Corbin Dallas kind of meets that, I don't know, that leader. ship's captain guy. And he, yeah. yeah, he meets the leader. They're all Who's holding in up. Who's in charge here? I'm in charge. Yeah, and they're holding the, uh, the father priest. Ho- or the yeah. priest hostage. And he's like, you know, 
we're, we're sending out a negotiator. And he's like, I, I, yeah, I'm not really, I'm not really good at negotiating. And Bruce Willis is like, you, you mind, mind if I take yeah. it? Yeah. He's like, okay. He's like, how many are there? Like, I, I don't know. He goes out, looks, seven on, like, just a tiny peak. He's like, yeah. seven on the left, five on the right. Then he goes out and just shoots, like, four bullets. He's like, four on the left, two on the right. And then they were talking about, uh, you know, basically sending in a negotiator. He's like, okay. And he shoots the Mangalore leader right between the eyes. And they won't fight without yeah. the leader. And he's like, anyone else want to negotiate? He's just and then the, uh, the little uh, little guy goes, where did he learn to negotiate like that? <laughs> but that's a B.A. scene of all B.A. scenes. Well, and he kills all of them beforehand. Yeah. Except um, for the ones he didn't kill. But this is clearly, this is a a five seed versus a one seed, just like Ivan Drago versus Rambo, but this is way closer. Um, there's one thing that separated yeah, this. Yeah, there's one thing that separated them, and this reveals the winner of this matchup. The Terminator saved the future. That's big. However, huge. Corbin Dallas saves the universe. There's no future if the universe ain't there. So Corbin Dallas, the five seed, upsets uh, the Terminator, the one seed. Been... It's upset a century. Woo! Woo! So Corbin Dallas... <laughs> that, that can't come off good. Look, it's spiking. That's a, the bell. Ding, 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 ding. ding, ding just ding, do that. Um, Corbin Dallas beats Terminator. Well, yeah, because like up. I said, if Corbin Dallas was sent to protect John Connery, would have shot him in the head and said, "I'll do better." I'm the future now, yeah. bitch. Gosh, and then he would have hit Corbin Dallas, and in honor of it, because we, I also looked. Is Corbin with a K? We just found. Is out. it Corbin with a K? Yeah. Oh well, I'm gonna continue misspelling it for Connery. Yeah, because let's see, it's better. Yeah. So this is like the the tournament to see who. Land second to Nick Cage, right? Oh, <laughs> well, he came in with a funny. That's a good one. Where is it? Give him the rim shot for that one. Give him the rim job. Oh, oh come on! Fail. You're the, you're worse than Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do we have another oh, one? That's hilarious. Yeah, and our last one. So, by the way, Bruce Willis is undefeated in this tournament so far. As he should. John McClane and Corbin Dallas have both moved on. Arnold. While a one seed. What happens if Bruce Willis has to face himself? I know. That's an epic battle of epic proportions. Something worse than epic. It's John McClane versus future John McClane? Because that's what Corbin Dallas is. true. Think about it. Bruce Willis plus 150. Think about it. Oh my god. I know. We might as well say fuck it. Alright, what's the next one? Next matchup is Danny the Dog from Unleashed versus Rocky. And if you were taking this on a strictly death match level, that would be a tough match because it's Danny the Dog who's a cage fighter versus Rocky who is a traditional boxer. But he takes it in the face like yeah. a champ, just like, like Rope-a-dope. Um, Sasha Green. On Entourage. This, this was actually, I mean, if you think about it that way, it's a tough matchup, but if you think about just overall badassness, badassness how can Rocky be beat in badassness? He beat Ivan Drago. Who yep. killed Apollo? Who killed Apollo Creed, who Rocky also beat. Mm-hmm. Second time. Second time. Um, and he beat Mason, cleverly. the line, Dixon. Because the ESPN simulator said he would. But yeah. Mason, the line, Dixon was like, yo, man, it ain't gonna work. And I said, okay. <laughs> what the fuck? That's how it went. You didn't see that movie? Yeah, yes. I saw it twice. Max Kellerman's in it. 
the real host of Around the Horn. That's right. The best Fuck host. you, Tony Reality. If you're a fan, though, then I, I love you because that means we have <laughs> a fan that's famous. Woo! That's right. Um, but really, Rocco, or Rocco, <laughs> Rocco, I call him Rocco, I know him. You know, like Paulie, I know him. Hey, Rocco! Rocco's modern life. That's right. Uh, Rocky wins this going away. Uh, one reason is movie count. He's badass in six movies instead of just one movie. Total Five mi- total minutes of badass. Total, yeah, total, no, six, yeah, you're right. Total, total minutes of badass far outweigh Danny the Dogs. He's also got way more epic scenes that are in the... History of movies are memorable. And Danny the Dog didn't beat Mr. T. I don't see Danny the Dog's poster on anyone's walls. I do see Rocky's poster. Not on your wall. I don't know why. You must be a Rocky hater. You have so many blank walls in here that you really need to put Rocky up. Not in this particular room, but in other rooms. No, I was being very facetious. You have zero What this means is that we have Bruce Willis versus Sylvester Stallone twice. Yeah. It's it's Stallone versus Bruce Willis in both brackets. As it should be, probably. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't know. Terminator. No. I think we should. No. I think no. we should. No. I think we should have had Rambo versus Corbin Dallas, because then that would have been cool. And then we could have had Corbin Dude, Dallas versus Terminator. Know, man. In you can't. So what can bait and switch? But Schwarzenegger, uh, eraser? You made the bracket. I know. I You're the one who, who seated him that way. So it's your own fault that they're matched up like this now. I'm such a but there it is. There are your winners. Corbin Dallas defeats Terminator. Rocky defeats Danny the Dog from Unleashed. Rambo defeats Ivan Drago. And John McClane handily beats yeah. Conan the Barbarian. Yeah, in like two seconds. So I Adios, think... Adios, motherfucker. I think... yippee motherfucker. I fucked it up. That's right. Well, uh, in the last one, it was yippee mother... That was the most bogus <laughs> shit I've ever heard of. Bogus. The R version has it. All right, let's go drink no, 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 no. First, but our next poll, because we're down to the final four. Yeah, we're you gonna guys put both. Two polls. We're going to put two polls on the website. Two polls? One for who would win Corbin Dallas versus Rocky, and the other Rambo versus John McClane. So we're going to put two polls on the website. Go vote. Your votes are what count. You have 50% of the vote. We have the other. This is very vote. important. Yeah, 49% of the vote. We very have 51% important. of the vote. But yeah. Very important, this, just not... That important. This will be still on 5100. Listen, we, do. Fan. we have we have veto. We have veto. I'm going to vote uh, this this week. Really? First week ever. My big. first time ever time. You That's voted right. on the 3D one because he was so pro 3D. <laughs> yeah. It's like might as well call it 4D. 40. Something right. about Alice in Wonderland. I don't know. But let's do drink predictions. Brian, you are. Uh, is that finished? Yeah, they're all finished. I I'm actually getting a little oh, bored shit. here because I drank all the beer that I brought in here. <laughs> You should have cracked one. We could unveil our. Uh, <laughs> I cracked. Power. I had them all cracked before I came in here. That, that is such mistake. a bad thing. You should to get do. one and crack another one. one. But anyways, uh, so you're down one. What's your prediction for finding well, Nemo? I'm halfway through the six pack of Coors Light Pounders that I bought at the world's most ridiculous seventy six. <laughs> I'm halfway through the six pack of Coors Light Pounders that Ryan so generously bought for me <laughs> with Brian's ten dollar bill. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Okay. I'm halfway through the six-pack Coors Light Pounders that I'm drinking tonight. Yep. That's... Uh, I think I'm going to... Well, I'm easily going to clear that during finding email. That is such a fucked up thing to say. Uh, my guess my is... Finding Nemo as my kid went out and smoked some I'm going to... Can I... I'm going to say my three remaining yeah. Coors Light Pounders and also a, uh, a considerable amount of the... <laughs> this is going to sound gay. The Smirnoff passion fruit <laughs> that I've got yes. in my cupboard. 
And that's why he's only been on a handful of episodes. That's why I'm just a guest host. Handful, I get it. Because <laughs> he's gay. I'd rather have a handful than a mouthful. Uh, uh, it'll be a mouthful too. <laughs> Wait, I'm working it. Yeah! Who knew we could get so hammered over finding Nemo? It's going right. be awesome. I'm going to... Uh, Should have had the locos for we, this one. We have, uh, we have an 18-pack of pounders between us. And we have some Keystone Ice left over. Oh, my God, you're right. I'm not going to touch I'd avoid that. that. We, have, uh, we have downed two okay. each, so there are only, <laughs> there are only 12 left. Uh, so I've done one. I'm going to drink... I'm just, I'm gonna drink. I'm just gonna. Can I just, just take a TO and we'll just double check that math there. What? An 18 pack pounders. There are 14 left. Good. There we good go. Check. I'm gonna drink <laughs> four more of those. No. Yeah. How long is this movie? I'm gonna drink three more of those. It's a good question. I don't know how long. All right. I'm check three dot date dot now. Now. Here so we four go. total. Four, four total. total. <laughs> uh, let's check. see. I had. A, a mug, a 22-ouncer at lunch, and then two schooners. That at, doesn't count. At, well, no, I'm just th- I'm just giving the background Think check. Think it out loud. Mm. Two schooners at happy hour lunch, and then I had two pounders. This guy. This guy. Two pounders before the one I cracked. Christ. All high and mighty over here. Like, no. oh, I'm so wasted. You no, know, he's got an algorithm. He's just trying to figure it uh-huh, out. Uh-huh, yeah. So here we go. Like I'm gonna go think yeah. about knowing, and then think about knowing. four, four total, or four more after this. I said four total, so you can do five and show me up if you want. Four total. Okay. It just makes it look better when I have seven. <laughs> That's true. Let's go watch this fucking movie. Yeah, let's do it. Nemo. Stands on golden stands and watches the ships that go sailing. Welcome back to Critical Drinking. I'm Rufio. I'm Peter Pan. And I'm Captain Hook. And we just watched Finding Nemo. That's gross. Not that, the thing I just Yeah, we just cracked a Keystone uh, Ice. Ice. It's a new thing we're doing. Dun 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 dun. Keystone Ice, Ice. Collaborate and listen. Ice is back to a disgusting edition. Um, <laughs> that was nice. Hey, thanks. Um, that was good. So we, we took a little time to go over the Expendables tournament. So we're going to jump right into our uh, Finding Nemo reviews, comments, concerns, intuitions. <laughs> uh, so why don't you go first? Ryan's going first. I mean, excuse me, Rufio's going first. Rufio. Oh, uh, I was just curious, like, <laughs> what, like? <laughs> Continue, like, yes, they, please. So she has a short-term memory loss, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I know she, she could... says she has this condition, but I thought it would be kind of clever if that collision that involved Albert Brooks or Marlon and her is what caused it. Like, she was cool, and was going through her little thing, and then they had that big, huge, like, crash. Yeah. And what if that caused it? Uh, that's a good question. I thought that'd be cool. Why don't you plug that into that? See, what I was thinking is, if she had short-term memory loss, why didn't Adam Sandler try to court her, and then, like, take her on a bunch of dates, like, I don't know, like, 50 or something? 
and then like you know maybe convince her that he was actually the love of her life. You know why? Because bang, that, bang, movie, that movie already came out, Brian. What? It starred Rudy. It was fantastic. <laughs> that fucker! I hate Sean Astin. That stupid shit. We've been over this. We've been oh. over this. Fifty first. Um, the, what the? What the? What the? Oh, pain of steroid Oh, Croyd. What else you got? <laughs> Come on. Well, Come I on, can't now. read this. Next. Oh, oh, it's a it's a whole memento argument. Oh, okay. Well, a big uh, so Roger got, Ebert came up with this, and it just kind of derailed the whole like I love Memento, and just like this, oh man, it's so believable. They have a short term memory loss. They have all this, you know how how am I supposed to do this? They have that. How do they remember their condition? He's got it tattooed on him. Scientifically, uh, there are some explanations for that. You know, I mean, in the you remember field. your condition, but you don't, don't remember, remember everything. What condition? My condition. You is would that. have that condition after it already occurred. I should sing that song. It's true. After you ha- after you received the blunt force trauma or whatever, look at her blunt. Byron um, Howard. Well, the same way she she has short term memory mm. when she's See, around. It's short term memory loss. It's not long term memory loss. Yeah, remembers her name. So if it's committed to memory enough times, if it's committed to memory enough times, every, everything would be short term memory. No, you loss. don't know Let's, the brain. We, you don't know the brain. You don't know how it works. I love Not being brain. Do. I'm I gonna, sure. Don't. I'm going to take you to school here. Alzheimer's patients, a lot of the time, they will remember shit that doesn't make any sense. Shit that you could not, you know, uh, explain. You couldn't explain why they remember certain things. Certain things will forget. It's just you know yeah, part, of, you told part of the human and part of the fish brain. If you told if you told something right away brain. that they had Alzheimer's, they don't remember it. No, but they'll remember their name. They'll remember you know. Yeah, but that's not saying shit. you have a short term memory loss. Saying you have a condition, it only happens after you get something that affects your mind to give you that condition. So obviously, you wouldn't remember it. It's true. Let me pose this point to you. Um, in Toy Story, also made by Pixar, there are dolls that move and talk. Yeah, that's great. These <laughs> no, are fish no, no, no. that talk. But the, the the comparison to Memento is that short-term memory loss is the condition, not long-term memory loss. And so you still have the memories Before, from, yeah. No, yeah, that, and, and so you're, you're piecing together. He still knows that he was... He still knows who he was with back then. He still knows But that wasn't that, the... That wasn't the point. The point I was making was how... I, I thought well, the we were point just Roger Ebert mentioned. was making that yeah. I was saying is that how do you remember your condition? Because that's impossible. That's the ultimate so, flaw. So let me just tattoo, if I can tattoo. just if he I can just hone in, it. I can just hone in on the thesis of your argument here. I like what you're saying is thesis. You take issue with the fact not that Dory can talk or that she can I don't know converse with other fish Pixar's and all that good. other stuff. It's true. They're that good. You take issue with the fact that she can remember the fact. That she, that she has short-term memory loss. I don't have issue with it at all. I'm watching an excellent movie, and I know it's an animated movie, and Fish That Talk. I was just bringing up a point. We're talking about reactions of the film, and I wanted to bring in I'm a not, foreign point. I'm just saying two words. I wasn't... I wasn't suspended reality. Well, no fucking shit. I'm just saying. Thank you. That was an F and an S. <laughs> what else you got? Well, I just... He made it to L earlier. Yeah, you only made it to L. You didn't even get to the shit. Motherfucker. There's M. There's M. M. Oh, don't. Can we just bypass it? Oh. Nards. Nards. (laughs) That's what I was thinking. The safe bet. Neo sucks. That guy sucks. Uh, I was just giving points on the film. 
Yeah. All right. No, Look, I like this film, and I'm gonna give my last point. Is that all right if we give it? Is that cool? I guess. Jeez. Oh, okay. yeah. What, what's a what's a king dominated society? I'm asking you. Isn't it a patriarch? Yeah, that's well, a, a male, a male dominated, dominated society. society. That's what a Pixar is. A monarchy is. A pi- a Pixar is that. It's it's funny. You look at this like this whole movie is about fatherhood, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You look at Up. It's about not having a father, and mm-hmm. someone comes in. Not, I mean, not everything, but when's the last well, female lead in a any Pixar or a uh, 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 Bugs, Bugs Life? Life. Yeah, yep. Bugs Life. But you realize, like, have you I'm not. S- I'm not criticizing. No. I'm just saying that. Have you ever seen like behind the scenes, like of of Pixar? Yeah, there's a lot of guys. There's all dudes. Yeah, and there's a girl that goes, "That was nice," and pushes her glasses. In. <laughs> and oh, she was oh. she was the girl who said, "Hey, let's make a female lead." Yeah, come cover glasses. <laughs> right, but I mean, C- there's there's really there's all dudes, and so they're not. They're obviously is that really that that disparate from the rest of film? So we're talking what ninety percent? No, I agree. I agree. There, no, no, there are some actors like David Lynch who know how to construct a Quentin female Tarantino. character. I think. Quentin, Quentin Tarantino, Tarantino knows how to construct. I was a just character. saying that. Well, not only you know is who it doesn't. Male. Christopher Nolan doesn't know how to. Construct well, that sounds a male. To me, that sounds like nine to ten, right? I, no, well, I'm not talking about male lead characters. I'm talking about the relationship. So you're talking, the you're talking about the, the moral lesson of the film, a uh, uh, fatherhood, yeah. and like the relation to the father, which so many of these films seem to go back to. And it's not a criticism. I just it was an observation. Yeah. No, and I and that's I, what I this is about. This part is, of the yeah. uh, podcast about observation because I know you don't listen to a lot of it. <laughs> so Wait, this is about observation and reaction, not right points. There. This is a podcast. Oh. Yeah, this red light means we're recording. Oh shit! He just yeah. thought we were arguing. Yeah, he thought it meant stop. So he called my he agent. Froze. Yeah. All right, to, go on. That's it. Rights. That's all I had to say. I'm sorry. I brought three pretty kind of valid points. Those are good points. I I would like to just say that I think. Women in cinema is a rarity, and I just think that's a known, a known thing. I'm, I'm not sure why it is. It just must be the nature of the beast that, you know. That's just the nature of a lot of things. It'll, I'm sure it'll change, just like everything has. Yeah. But it's you know it's a valid observation. I agree. I was just trying to make a point about it. You don't have to get defensive about your point. No well, one has. Some attacked. people were getting. No offensive. one attacked that point. Some people were getting offensive. He was. Offensive. He was backing up your point. He was well, saying it's that's just how the same it is. as everything else. Isn't backing up, isn't it? No, actually, I think it was. No, isn't it's it? not. you were saying it's a male-dominated uh, movie production company. You're saying, yeah, it, you're right. That's how it is. It was abrasive language. <laughs> you should. That's, that's hey, my specialty. That's actually his language. specialty because he went A through L on abrasive language. Well, sandpaper, <laughs> maybe boom, maybe abrasive, M. Brillo pad. Anything else? Uh, I have I have one point that the only, I mean this is a great movie. The one thing that stuck out to me throughout the entire movie was how incredible the visuals are. Um, you don't even... We were watching it on a regular DVD on... You know, it was on an HD TV, but... I don't, or away I don't think from it's, it. I mean, right. we're like I don't think it's on Blu-ray. Right? No, it's, it's not. not on Blu-ray, no, so it's, can't, no, you couldn't it's even get it on yet. Blu-ray. Yeah. You can't even so, order it yet on Blu-ray. You can order the chance to order right. it on Blu-ray. So the Blu-ray player doing up. the best it can to make the regular DVD as good right. as it can so is, we, we is incredible. So we upscaled. Right. But re- even though, even if it's like blurry, the, the fact that the visuals in terms of capturing underwater movement throughout this entire movie is ridiculously impressive. But I think I agree with you 100%, but what is most impressive is the fact that they can take not just how underwater looks, but the idea of how underwater should look. Yep. 
how things should happen underwater. And, and it, Pixar moves can and like everything's always moving to perfection. Yeah, the reflections, the light, yep. the, everything about how we uh, we think that uh, the underwater world should look. That's how it looks in yeah. Finding Nemo. I know. I, I just want to say that I saw this the first time on opening day in the theater, and yeah. it was so packed, and I got there late. I saw it in the third row, and usually that's bad, but it was absolutely perfect. Because oh, such yeah. a big screen, yeah. and it made you think of an it's aquarium. Like it was absolutely yeah. awesome. You're looking at the big glass wall. Yes. Al- it's almost like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're and watching the film, and there's instead of a TV in front of you, it's like a big glass and wall that's between why the water. I, I always think it was probably one of my top five theater experiences ever. Yeah, and the other thing I want to say is what they did. What you were talking about, like what underwater should look like not only what underwater should look like but how underwater should be seen so many scenes are a big spectacle with two little fish going in the bottom of the screen like it gives you a perfect perception of what it should be it's all about perspective you don't always have it in the middle it's always not a close up it's you know, two people going down at the bottom. You have so much behind. You have so much above you it's such a good job of giving the perspective of it's aquarium. A big, it's a big I fucking guess. ocean. Yeah, yeah. Yep. did a good job of that. Yeah, it was it was really impressive because how much. First of all, because I know from Pixar's, I've you know I've watched like a few Pixar kind of like how they work and how they've made their movies, and I know that in A Bug's Life, what they did is outside the Pixar yeah. studios, they actually took a video camera, like ran it through the bushes really slow so they could see like how everything moves how everything looks I saw that, that CNBC special too it was good yeah that's, well there's that's a great article was. two months ago in Wired about how Pixar works yeah but about like the, at, the mentality the thought process how much, how much different is it taking a video camera outside of your own studio oh, yeah. into how, taking a video camera and analyzing like underwater footage and how everything moves but and how it looks and that's why like we're that. talking about Pixar that's why Pixar is even in the conversation. They've made yeah. ten movies, and how, I mean, look at the number of movies that other studios have made. And we're yeah. talking about, right now we're sitting here talking about the studio that's made ten movies. Ten three of which are Toy movies. Story movies, right? So we have True. eight different is that movie franchises. Yeah, only franchises. Ten. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, we're sitting here talking about ten, and you can't name a bad Pixar movie. Nope. So you're talking about a, a, this is gross, a production though. company that has made ten Exceptional films, animated films, and that's it. Eight, maybe. What are the two? Eight franchises, right? Bugs Life, Cars. Bugs. Well, Cars was ah, dude. That's like that. That's like that's like splitting hairs, though. Cars is maybe the worst of greatness. Yeah, yeah. Cars was not a bad movie. I wouldn't say Cars is exceptional. Okay, so eight exceptional movies, two pretty goddamn good movies, movies. two great movies, yeah, Yeah. two great movies. Which I mean, still the same. Alright, look, all right, just because you got an A minus, or just because you got an A minus doesn't mean that it's bad, right? Right, that's true. That's what I'm saying. I'd take an A minus. Yeah. There you go. I have taken A minus. Right, oh, so I remember my first Keystone Eyes. <laughs> that's really my only point, my is my the mind. visuals are ridiculous. Like, they're it's incredible. Bad, Every Pixar movie continually ups the visual ante, but I think this one is extremely impressive because of the environment it has to it has to have, and all yes. the facets yep. that yep. it. it Perfectly captures. Yeah, it so. wasn't. It wasn't concentration on the characters and make everything around it look good. It was we need to make sure everything correlates. And yeah, it looks well, that's. Perfect. I mean, that's typical Pixar, right? Yeah. Attention to yeah. detail. Well, yeah. I know. I was but I mean, saying, but a, they are not. The characters aren't taken care of right away. It's not right, like right. we got those guys done. Let's Screw do the background, the background right. and yeah, get right. detailed and make sure yeah. it's right. It's like everything got, is important. Yeah, everything yeah. needs to be done. Perfectly. Exactly. I agree with you. 
All right, on to you. Any any other points? I don't, think, I don't think there's a point that <laughs> they've already been said. I can make no. that hasn't been made. All right, let's give it a rating. Ryan. It's a Pixar movie. I think it's a top five Pixar movie. I'd probably put it at. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, out of Ooh. ten, though. I mean. Yeah, I mean, out of ten, a top seven Pixar movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. What's that? The problem is two? that a top seven Pixar movie gets what I'm giving it. It's getting a nine. It's getting a nine out of ten. That's what it's getting. Yep. Uh, I don't think there's a studio out there or has ever been a studio like Pixar there. Un- until they make a movie worse, every single movie I've seen is eight or above. This one is a nine. Yeah. So I agree. I think in, in the scheme of films as a whole, I give it an eight. In the scheme of animated films, it's at least a nine. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because so, I mean, and that's saying something, right? You, I mean, it, if you consider only animated films, which I guess we'll talk about later. In our we top will. Five, that's our top five, by the way. But the the thing that Pixar does better than anybody else is they make not just great animated films; they make great fucking movies. Yeah. Right. Yep. I mean, the story yep. in Agreed. Pixar films is so good that yep. to me, Finding Nemo, just the story alone. You know, I mean, not that you could shoot it live action or whatever, but the story alone is worth an eight. eight it could be an eight, eight and a half. Yeah, well, it could be an eight. Uh, Dig had this article about how some guy emailed, or emailed, well, wrote a letter to mm-hmm. Brad Bird, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Brad Bird, director of Iron Giant, and right. the Incredibles in every movie since, because he's good. He was brought on yeah. to do... Uh, Incredibles was his first one. No, no, but he was like, I think he was brought on to do after that. no in another movie. Yeah, like to, to Ratatouille. To the, Ratatouille. Ratatouille. He was brought on yeah. to like yeah. save it. Yeah, or like you know make it okay. Can we just can right now? Ratatouille is ten of ten, right? And if we're talking about Pixar movies, I don't think so personally. I think it's a nine. So it's ten. No, I mean if we're ranking Pixar movies, we're going to be doing that in our top five. Yeah, let's let's, let's, let's resume this conversation in our top five. But I just want to say that. Oh, the kid sent a letter to him. Yeah. A guy returned back and he says, like, Pixar movies are never finished, they're just produced. And that's what uh, he was talking about. Uh, and he's like, yeah. uh, that's him? Here at Pixar, we never get done with it. You know, it's just. Because that, they could run with it. Yeah, first. that's the deadline yeah. that we have to submit something. They're never finished, they're just made. You know? Yeah. That's interesting. That's a great philosophy, too, though. Yeah. And that, like, that CNBC special that we both watched, you can just tell that the entire. The entire, everything about Pixar in, you know, the people that they have, the atmosphere they create in their, you know, in their offices, oh, yeah. the, the, even the office itself, it's so inviting for creativity and, but, but it's not just that, cause any place can say, can foster creativity, right. any place can say, Hey, do what you want and make it great. But this place has put the people together and has just the perfect mix of everything so that here's Ryan with the delivery. So, so that it, it just makes it's it's Im- incredible the combination it's just a perfect it's just a perfect combination I agree to with make you. great, great movies. hundred percent, because it's not just about creativity, it's about creativity and execution and quality. And all those Oh, oh. Come on now. Oh. Here's our power up. Oh. Oh, hey, Wally. Wally. 
that's totally true, though. It's not with with Pixar. It's not just about creativity yeah. because certainly there are more things that are creative. In, uh, you can make a terrible in, movie in that's, yeah. that's incredibly creative. But it's about it's Parnassus. about quality. It's imaginary. Incredible. Right. Incredibly imaginative. But it's yeah. about it's about a lot of other things. It's about quality. It's about execution. It's about story. It's about character. Yes. It's about everything else. Yes. That the other studios don't do as well. We have a special guest, ladies and gentlemen. Luke, say something. Well, would you like to crack a beer and introduce yourself? You don't have to be you like to crack a beer and introduce is this, yourself. Is this, the, is this the first time? No, first? He, showed, he showed up and no, said something right. about John Wayne. What did you say that's about Luke John Wayne? You said the searchers? No. Said something about that. Introduce yourself. What am I supposed to say? You already cracked, so you, you got to say at least I'm Luke Snowy. There you go. His full, name, his full name's on the internet. His full name's on the internet. Hey, it's all our friends. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Don't try to look him on Facebook because he doesn't exist. <laughs> he it. has 17 Foursquare accounts. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> all right. 68 Foursquare. I think I, th- I think we've sung the praises in this segment at least. Let's go to what I watched. As I think most film critics were, so we should it's press on. What I watched. What did you watch lately, Brian? So, day before yesterday, I watched... Shutter Island. I was. Is that the first time you seen it? Yeah. Ooh. Problem was, I had really high expectations going in. The thing, I, and Ryan and I were talking about this earlier. The thing that killed me about Shutter Island, and I hope I'm not ruining this for anybody. You see this? It? The CG in Shutter Island. I haven't seen it. Was hey, you have? Shut up. Garbage. Where? How much CG do they use, though? Besides, I mean, more besides, than they like, should. Besides the like, more than they landscape. should. Okay, so. Yeah, but so this is what killed me, right? Opening scene. Yeah. Spoiler. This isn't even a spoiler. This it's it's been long enough. It's, it's been long right. enough. So, How so dare you? Leo and Mark Ruffalo are riding in on the I ship. Ruffalo. Well, whatever. Mark <laughs> Ruffalo and Leo are riding in on the ship. And Leo? You know, me and my boy Leo. Anyway, my boy Leo and Leo. Mark Ruffalo are riding in on the ship. Yeah. And the CG, the, the ocean behind them is so clearly... Not real, right? What kills me about movies like this yeah. is shots that would so easily be shot in, in live action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would it really have killed the studio to shoot this with an actual ship and the actual Especially water? Scorsese, right? Scorsese, it's a Scorsese film, please. But but that's that's the thing. The only excuse I have is that Scorsese does everything live action. I, so if he's going to do this, something CG, he doesn't care. And like this is going to be CG. And do it. In Shadow Island is so non-convincing that it almost throws the whole movie. Let alone that there are other plot problems and other, you know, I won't, I don't want to spoil the ending for anybody, but I'm just going to say he's, he's it a has, patient. It's yeah, not it's anything special. What else? Tell me, have you see anything else? Yeah, I watch a lot of TV. Anything else you want to shout out about? Uh, only my love for Mad Men and Rescue Me. We get, our fourth member yeah. has a shout out. Shout out, sir. Eighteen. You went oh, awesome. awesome. What'd you think? Is Get up good? here. Can't hear you from back there. Had a great amount of action and comedy. Did That's what I like to hear. And Jessica Biel. That's good. So That's good. Know. How was Pi Gon Jin? Good. Liam Neeson as Mac. Or whatever. What's his name? What's Liam Neeson's name? Is Face. Like Mac or something? Face. Uh, face? face? No, not Face. Yeah. Hannibal. Anyway, it's not important. Hannibal. Hannibal. Hey, by the way, Hannibal, Liam Neeson. Yeah. Liam Neeson apparently retiring from acting for a while. What? 
Which has to be a lie. His publicist. Well, I heard there's Taken Two in the works with Liam Neeson. Well, he said that. He hey. said that, and then his publicist came out and goes, "Guys, guys, guys, he's, he's kidding. He's totally kidding. kidding." His publicist probably said, uh, "Fuck you." That's my job. I don't think so. You're gonna. S- my Taken Qui Gon Jinn sequel has been diminished. The first Taken, honestly, the first Taken was a perfect movie because it was short. It was exactly what you wanted out of that movie. It was badass. Yeah. Well, that's why it was great. Yeah. Oh, that's what I'm saying. I mean, we wouldn't argue that it was a quality. It's like, hey, let's set up this movie. Okay, the girl gets kidnapped. We're in it. That's all you need. The best right. is they could have chosen like 15 other actors. Like, I love Liam. And this is very important. All right, Liam, you're going to be the guy that kicks ass. And you're like, yeah, I'll be the guy that kicks ass. And all of a sudden, he's a fucking superhero. That's right. Hey. Liam Neeson, have you ever seen the Bourne movies? Yeah, you're going to be that guy. Yeah. Just study your ass. You're asking me, really, have I ever seen the Bourne movies? Do what you like, can yeah, do. I have. He came out aggressive. In Did that you ever sense. see Bourne 4, Green Zone? Did you see anything else? Is that your, Is that it? So we're going to look at. Whoa! You didn't even let it play. You didn't even let it play. Uh, you, you. No, I, I think I just uh, Mad Men and uh, Shadow Run. That's pretty much it. That's it. Yeah, it and was The Wire. Coming off my uh, last week of eight movies, I severely undershot. I only watched one movie and I napped through most of it. And that, <laughs> and that was that was Aliens. <laughs> Look at that on the screen. That's spiked. Looks like a Sabalba. That definitely spiked. Uh, I I watched Aliens. Um, not that I needed to see. Yeah. Ryan, that's a no-no. Not that I hadn't seen it, not that I really needed to see it. Say but you were napping when it started. Okay, so when it started, I've right right, bef- right, as they sent them off to the planet is when I fell asleep. And then I kind of woke up, and Sigourney Weaver was blasting the shit out of some alien eggs. And then I went back to sleep, and I woke so, up, and it was over. Wow, you fell asleep for like... Yeah, the whole movie. Of the movie. But other than that, I mean, if I Wait. don't say that, I have zero movies. On my you woke up and it was Avatar. <laughs> it was, no, it was Ava- it was it was Aliens Two. Oh, Avatar. Yeah, not, but not Alien Aliens Three. Too. It was Aliens. Hey, Sigourney too. Weaver and Avatar doesn't blow shit up. She just wants to. She's she a scientist. Was, she wears Stanford shirt. She's a scientist. Avatar Two. Aliens is, she blows is the shit most Avatar Two. Yeah. I'm a Star but, Wars fan, but Aliens is the most entertaining movie of all time, and you I decide that agree. it was nap time. I don't agree. Entertaining does not sound like it's, nap. It's we very, should compare our times. Okay, if I, okay, if it was a movie I'd never seen and I really wanted to watch, I wouldn't have put it on because I already felt tired. But it was Aliens, and I was like, I'm gonna really try and step up and watch this. And There's I, a reason Pootie Tang is in this universe. Is Pootie Tang on on uh, Netflix? Watch instantly. I hope it yeah, is. I don't think it is. I don't think it is because Chris Rock holds. So that's what tight, you watch. Uh, is that doesn't what you want anyone to see? Pootie. Is that's that what right. you watch? That and Mad Men. I think. Uh, I, I could talk about Mad Men for as long as Mad Men. Was, I could talk about Mad Men. For we five all could, minutes. but it's a movie. That's a, that's a whole different podcast. Yeah. So um, that's. That's it. What about you, Ray? I watched Step Brothers with my parents. Oh, and God, they I put laughed. my balls in your drum set. Oh. My mom laughed, especially at that part. Um, I watched All the no, Fifth Element, which either. is a wonderful, yes. wonderful sci fi movie. Corbin, Corbin Dallas. Dallas. In the quarter yep. semifinals. I watched Fargo for the first oh, time in a Jesus. while. Yeah, that's, that's great. great. That's, that's my top five for sure. Yeah, it, of all time. It's, it's of all very, time. Very excellent. I love wow. Fargo. I didn't I, know that about you. One thing about Fargo, after watching it in like the pool the for movies? the first time in a while, is how much 
non-credit William H. Macy got. Even yeah. He really did such a... I mean, hey, friend, Ryan, so that undercoating. Yeah. No, he did a great... Yeah, he did a great job. He just wasn't in it He wasn't Francis as long. He was in it oh, more Francis than Francis McDormand. I don't think so. Yeah. But the problem is there's so many great characters in Fargo. Well, Frances McDormand didn't thing, enter man. the film until 34 minutes in. But she's so good. Well, she well, the is first, good. The first 25 minutes is the first scene. And then let's not forget about the guy that get killed by compies in Lost World. I did forget about that guy. Yeah, well, you should have remembered <laughs> him because he's the cosmonaut in Armageddon. Oh, that, oh no, sure I know that guy. Everyone knows that guy. He's a wood chipper guy. Peter Stromart. He's, he's the a wood best. chipper guy, yeah. Yeah, wood chipper guy. But he gets killed by compies. So I'm assuming that's world. your partner there in the wood chipper, yeah. right? And he runs, and then she's able to hit him with a 38 magnum. Oh. And she's pregnant. Yeah. I well, like that movie friend. a lot. Yeah. Seriously, like honestly, her character in that movie is one of the. Most underrated comedic performances of all. The only person better is the she is amazing. guy. That guy was hilarious. But that's she the best so scene is because there's both of them. Because it's yeah. Oh my god, that's such a great scene. She oh, the Radisson, so huh? Yeah. Is it reasonable? Oh, the is yeah. it reasonable? God, that's such a good movie. Don't okay. worry about it. Yeah. Don't worry about it. I watched Rambo four, and it was awesome because it's just called Rambo, right? It's called Rambo. Two point nine four bodies per calculated screen time, but we took the credits out, and it means like three point and a half. And don't worry about 3.05 it. Bodies. He he. The best scene. The best scene is when there's a there's a truck. You've seen it in the extended trailer. Yeah, I have not seen the extended. But trailer anyway, for there's Rambo. a guy working the fifty cow or whatever, and he just goes. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> And Rambo gets in the back in the turret. And he just goes, <laughs> just cuts off the head of the 50 cow guy, shoots some people in the front, and then shoots a bunch of people in front of him. I go, yeah. And then I read the trivia facts. He goes, that machine gun is 120 pounds. <laughs> and Sylvester Stallone wanted to use it as his made weapon so he could go back and shoot people. But the mobility of it was very low, so we had to put it in a truck. I said, that's nice. That's really that's really nice. That's a fun fact. That's the last thing I watched. Let's go top five. All right, we're gonna take a break. We'll get back to you. We're gonna do that's. We gotta take a break first, and then Winning we'll. Winningly, uh, Dante. Then we get to our top five. Bye. Just been iced. Brian just uh, ice. Get on your knee, bitch. Fucking bros, ice and bros. Home field advantage. That's what it is. Bros, <laughs> ice and bros. Shit. Get on your knee. Drink this. If you don't yeah, know the rules, yeah, crush all your fucking pretzels. I you don't know the rules. Sucks. If you don't have an ice on you and another bro ice, oh my you god, by he had to take a, a piss and then he took a. Phantom you have to drink it on your knee, bro. You have to chug it. There's a reason Brian doesn't Chase listen to the show. It's because we don't want him to. Better chug that. It's yeah. bros icing bros. Mm-hmm. Rick Warren Rolls. Dude, chug. That chug. Shit. That's a berry burst. It's a raspberry. Oh, burst. chug. Come on. Come on. Come on. No. No, you say. No. <laughs> no, you don't get the satisfaction. 
It looks delicious. Anyone hear that? Can you guys hear that? That's an empty oh, bottle. Oh, that's an empty bottle. Better than you fuckers could do. Fuck you. That's wrong. Fuck I've won, you. I've won Beer Fest two years in a row. It's not better than I can Your do. Your team has won Beer Fest. Oh, shit. <laughs> Are you calling Adam the... No, he's definitely not, but he's definitely a good 40%. Let's, not 40%, but he's a, he's a contributive force. He doesn't give me a chance. I know, but you know what? Anyways. It's, it's singles time. Anyways, it's time for our top five. Uh-huh. So we watched Finding Nemo. We're doing top five animated movies. I'm a little movies. full right now. Well, you don't have to drink I'll anymore. go first. Okay. <laughs> Ryan's going first. Top five animated movies. My number five is... I can show you the world. Uh-huh. My favorite Disney Aladdin starring Abu. Abu. You know why it's awesome? Single, single best Disney performance in any animated film. Robin Williams as the genie is untouchable in any animated film. He's good. I like to touch him. Well, you could touch him, but... Because Jasmine's Whoa. hot. Jasmine, and Jasmine is probably the hottest. Uh, she has a tiger protecting her. Make sure you give him kitty food and you get some of the kitty. That's what Hey-o. I mean. That's my number five. All right. And it wasn't going to be... It was my number six until we said no more Toy Story. That's right. Yeah! Uh, my number five is The Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, such a good movie. Uh, this is not a Tim is Burton one movie. Or is this one yeah, that one's yours. This is not a Tim Burton movie, as uh, everyone says. Whatever, let's do it. Listen, I just chugged a fucking smear off on my fucking knee. You got iced. Yeah, I got iced because I was taking a pee because there was no ice here and all of a sudden one appeared. Yep. I'm going to keep hidden ice at my house, but my parents live there, so I can't do it. You can do it if you want to. Um, at my house. My, my parents live at my house. Tim, Tim Burton did not direct this, as a lot of people say. They he, he just wrote and produced it, so you know it's pretty much a Tim Burton movie. Um, but it's a great dark take on the classic, you know, Christmas story. Um, the music is awesome, done by Danny Elfman. Can't eat fucking pretzels on the podcast. Watch me. Um, the stop motion was really impressive, and it's, it's just revolutionary. Really, it's yeah, and it's just a really fun movie to watch. Wait, what'd you pick? Nightmare Before, Before Christmas. Christmas. Oh, yeah, you are great. really bad at being a fan. Right. Yeah. That's my number five. What Brian, number five. What's your number five? Talking about your number five. Number five. What? Okay. Okay. My number five is uh, The Incredibles. Such a good movie. It's a great movie, and unfortunately, my top five is. Is heavy on the Pixar. I, I think all of ours are. Yeah, even though I'm the one that said a lot, and you said actually you're the only number five with Pixar. Yeah, you don't give it enough credit, man. Well, come on, maybe not. But you know what, The Incredibles. He I, has I give credit. Cre- really? Di- oh, this fucking bullshit. This fucking guy. This fucking guy. Go ahead. Okay. The reason I give number five, or uh, hmm. the reason I give The Incredibles so much credit is because. They did what a lot of other movies haven't done and created their own superhero franchise. They didn't just take an existing comic book or superhero that was already around. You know, Spider-Man, Frozone was original. Right. Mr. Incredible. Anyways. But Pixar invented their own superheroes and not just invented their own superheroes, but also made them likable, awesome, kick-ass. You know what I mean? That's not something that every studio could do. 
So I think I give major props. Well, not many, if any. Have done. If maybe yeah. one. But major props to Pixar for creating a, a superhero franchise out of The Incredibles because yeah. you look what's come from that. So my number five is The Incredibles. There you go. Well, it's probably the most violent animated film on this whole list. It's, probably. It's well. Yeah. Well, it besides anime, yeah. um, I thought it's exceptional. It's good. My favorite part about The Incredibles is the fifty kind of fifties or sixties thing that goes through it. Almost, you know, yeah. The whole thing kind of has almost an early before Mad Men theme to it. That's almost. Like, no, it's like it's definitely not Old now, school. and Old it's school. definitely not in the recent past. But it's, you know, it's in a place you can. But I love I love before. when movies are period ambiguous. Mm-hmm. Yep. Jack Jack. You're number Jack, four. Jack, attack. What's your number four? Oh, my number four. Yeah. My iPhone doesn't work mm. that long. Okay, this. Is, uh, I know what it is. Shocker! Another Pixar movie. Yeah. It's my good. number four is Up. It's a good movie. And if I don't have to offer up any other Offer up? In, offer, right. If I don't have to provide any other support in favor of up making my top five, other than the, the first 15 minutes, 100% where you can tell the story like up told between the two characters zero with dialogue. zero dialogue. There is no studio that is better than dealing with the zero dialogue, and I'm sure we'll all demonstrate that with Wally later. But up. Second, maybe only to Wally, tells such a huge amount of story with zero dialogue. Not to mention the quality of the rest of the film, with the the bird and the kid and the yeah the hero and the it's the quality of Up from start to finish, so good. Up is my number four. Yep, great pick. Um, I hundred percent agree. I think that this is the best. Intro Pixar has ever done. Mm-hmm. Um, it's incredible. It's in, it's incredibly moving for having for having a montage of of animated pictures. Like literally, they have photographs mm-hmm. that they go through, and that is like that's that's the credit intro, and that's where you get that's where you get half the heart of this movie is from that fifteen minutes, like you're saying. Very incredible. Um, <laughs> Mr. Incredible? No. Uh, my number four, like you were saying, we'll all demonstrate it's Wally. Uh, Wally! Yep. It's basically a silent film, which, like exactly what you were saying, Pixar can do so much without having to utilize any dialogue to like describe anything or to move the story along or anything like that. Um, it, it's, you know, it was kind of an homage. To the silent film days and the little tramp character of mm-hmm. Charlie Chaplin, because that's what Wally kind of is. He's like that little tramp. He's, you know, it's it's a lot of physical. I mean, as much as a little robot can do, it's as, it's a lot of physical acting, right? Yeah, it's a lot of physical <laughs> acting, or I guess animating. Um, but it's a beautifully told story, and it's actually a pretty pointed social commentary which mm. it, it doesn't it doesn't overwhelm the story it just kind of is there and you're like oh yeah wow like this whole movie could be described we as all, social commentary we all commentary. like Earth but I mean let's let me know I don't know what I want to talk about but right. yeah we all like Earth but I mean that's a... um, 
point of the story. The visuals are really incredible in this movie. Like I was talking kind of about Finding Nemo, and I think overall this is one of the most complete movies that Pixar has made. Um, it it also like especially highlights how good Pixar is just based on the fact that I mean the majority of the movie is dialogueless. So that's you know that's it says well, a lot certainly, about certainly the first half is. Yeah. It says a lot about I mean what they can do with you know just just bad animation. Just skills. animation. Right. So that's my number four. My number four is a lot like Brian's number four. It's called Pooh Backwards. It's up. Um, this movie was extremely touching. It was extremely well made. And it's funny because I compare it to some people that haven't had... It sounds really stupid, but haven't had father figures in their lives. And that the people that do have father figures in their lives think that the that opening sequence of the montage of life is the saddest part. Like, I'll say that I got teary-eyed during that. But I know two or three people, and those two or three people don't have, you know, father figures in their life. That's say that end. they go, the part I cried at was when the old man put the... Shows up, put yeah, the middle. Yeah, puts yeah. the bottle cap on the guy's thing and says, yeah. and stands up for him. I mean, just that that... Those are an hour and 40 minutes apart. Oh, yeah. And those are the two touching moments of this whole movie. Yep. And everything in between you can agree is squirrel. Squirrel. Awesome. And the Ah. whole movie is great. Second movie ever. Second animated movie ever to be nominated for Best Picture. Deservedly so. Yes. Deservedly so. So that's it's my in number a group four. of ten, but that doesn't diminish. Yeah, right. that does. That should does, have been top five. That does yeah. somewhat diminish it, but not totally. This I'd is great. Like more than I would. My well, number three. I'd pro- I could probably put it in the top five. Number three. Yeah, you're number three. Speak. Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, yeah good pick. Has to be. <clears throat> good pick. Obviously, I will. As you back said, Tim Burton. Pick. Yeah, Tim Burton <laughs> is not. The director. It, it, you know, it's Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas, but he wasn't the one that did the he shit. He put the money up, and he wrote it. Great soundtrack. That's probably, it. Probably I mean, the best. That's it. Probably he the, didn't do anything special. He just wrote the shit and, like, put the money behind it. No big deal. Most likely, I'm going 95%, that best soundtrack I've heard that's not, you know, an mm-hmm. original score. That's yeah. just yeah, it's very singing, good. Yeah. oh, somewhere deep inside of these bones. We got everything in here. We got a Halloween movie. We got yep. a Christmas movie. We got yep. Brian sticking fingers up his throat. He's so happy. Movie. You know what yep. I mean? I do know what you mean. This movie is excellent. And let's not talk about the influence, it, or we should talk about the influence it's had on right. people yeah, that absolutely. watch it. This may be the most influential movie on my list. Well, not just not just to people, but let's talk it's about... It's a I freaking mean, Disney ride now. I can say nothing on this list that's not Toy Story is a Disney ride. Toy Story is a Disney ride? Yeah, dude. The Toy Story really? 3D extravaganza is the no. best ride at California Adventures. I haven't been there. Buzz Lightyear's uh, shooter rama. But it's the only... So good. Yeah. It's the only movie of its style that probably made any of our lists. Yeah. The Corpse yeah. Ride. Yeah, the, the stop motion. Caroline, or Coraline, really good. But those are all just 
those are just feeding on. Yeah. Those and are say, good. we're going to make our movie look a lot yeah. like... And they're good movies. They may have improved, maybe uh, claymation style, but everyone loves Jack Skeleton. Yeah. Yeah. The best. Sally is one of the, is most one of the most adopted feminine figures. I agree with you. People love him, love her, and love him. But that's I mean Zero, great dog, great shiny dog. nose, love great. it. Fantastic I love dog. the part that he goes into the forest and that it's it's not just Halloween or Christmas town. It's it's holiday town. We got East Girl. We, yeah, yeah, we got it's East. Non-denomination. But right. I mean, but I mean, not just in that. But when you're sitting there as a kid, like, oh, my favorite holiday. Let's say my favorite holiday is Halloween. Who gives shit? But you got Easter. You got Valentine's Day. You got everything. St. Patrick's Day over there on the left. I want to see Nightmare Before St. Patrick's Day. Whoa! That would be a really awesome movie when he shows up and he's with Call a bunch Easter. Of, hey, yeah, a bunch Tim of Burton, leprechauns. Tim Burton's making a lot of shit right now. Call him up and tell him to make that. Would God, be I so awesome. Go, okay, Nightmare Before St. Patrick's Day. Uh, how do these Halloween people incorporate in your Hattie's Day look that results in, you know, a half a day of drinking and a parade? Well, actually, you know what? If that, if he did that in like a St. Patrick's Day Mardi Gras style. Tim Burton could totally do that. Like, all the costumes and the floats and all that random weird stuff. That actually... I want to go to a St. Patrick's Day Mardi Gras. Yeah, me too. But you know what I mean? Like, that style Although, of St. Yeah. Patrick's Day? I'm not sure I would be a fan of all the freckles on the boobs. Hey, man. I mean, freckles on about, the boobs, it's not their fault. We're talking about Irish chicks. I've sucked on some nice tits that have freckled. Okay, Kevin. So what's... <laughs> my number three. Yeah. They weren't your boobs, don't worry. Well, they were the last time. My number three yeah, well, is a almost puke-worthy pick. I know what it is. I can say it right now. Beauty and the Beast. Uh, time has told us time. No. I love Beast. this movie! It's Beauty and the movie. Beast is incredibly classic. It's one of Disney's best ever. Yeah. And for the record, I don't consider Disney Pixar. Yeah. Disney's... Disney Disney. Disney, Yeah. Because even Disney Pixar movies are Pixar movies. They're not Disney movies. Disney just maybe put the money behind it. Um, so I think Great this is... Great soundtrack. Best soundtrack oh, there is. Very, very good soundtrack. It was nominated the like best original song for an Oscar, right? It's also nominated for the first animated feature ever nominated for best picture. Was and it? that was only out of five. So hey, what's Up got to say about that? Yeah. It says, right. I got double the chances and the same right. results. Um, I think it's enjoyable for both kids and adults, but I think where the difference is, because, I mean, really, all animated movies are kind of, well, all Disney animated movies are for kids and adults. Disney and Pixar movies. Right. But I think that this, like, this differentiates itself from a lot, almost all other Disney animated movies in that it tells a very grown-up story. It has a very... Like adult theme to it. Yeah, the fucking bad guy slash hero is a monster. Yeah, and it takes it like it's it's told very seriously, and kids still like it. But I think for that reason, it holds up so much more for adults. Oh, yeah. That it's like you know it it's it's one of those movies that you can watch kind of. I will always say it's it's one of Disney's best. It's amazing. Yeah, it's it's definitely one of Disney's best ever. Even considering Disney Pixar, because Disney really had nothing to do with that. It was creative from Pixar. They started those. Anyways, uh, 
before you go into your number three, Brian. What's your number Anyways, three, Brian? Three. My number three is a very different Disney film for a very different reason. I know what it is. No, you don't. You didn't know what mine was. My number three is Fantasia. He didn't know what that was. Is that a, is yeah, that a shocker? Yes. It could be a shocker. But the reason that's a good movie. The reason I picked Fantasia is not because of its the story or whatever. the The reason I picked Fantasia is almost yes, almost strictly because they. Took an animated an animated feature film somewhere where it has never been before. Yep. Right. And Fantasia is something that was had never been done and still has never been done. It's like Jackie Robinson. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like he's he he may not have been the best ever, but he is the first. And there and will the never greatest. be another. Yeah, there will never be another. Yeah. And for me, Fantasia was one of those things where. <laughs> I watched it as a kid, and as a kid, I was terrified. I watched Fantasia, and I was—that is a—I was scared. That's a traumatic movie. Hippos coming at you. Yeah, right. I mean, it's one of those things where all that. Where now, now as an adult, I recognize that as sort of an acid dream, right? But yeah, now the fact that Disney could do that, not only could do that, but execute that and sell that and market that—something it really brought. Well, the way I see it is, is it brought, it attempted to bring at least, yeah. animated feature-length films yeah. on par with live-action feature-length films. Yeah, I believe I it. I thought it. I, I believe it, Brent. <laughs> Speak, sir. Speak. It brought a creative foundation for things Disney followed. Yeah, that's that's absolutely. Well, not just that, not just that, but it the foundation. It not just set the foundation, but it made use of characters. Mickey's Wizard is the most famous Mickey there is. Yes, absolutely. It was one of those films where, where Disney said, "Hey, the coolest one too." Because look, look what we can do. Look how cool animated films can be. Right. Well, I say to you now is that it was faceted, multifaceted. They mean. They don't have to be just silly. It stories was successful. About it was awesome yeah. in bringing that base. But I believe that this movie came out right now with what I mean with the, with, the current, but with the current individual, you know, the current the state that technology was then and the state technology was now, and they made it with the state of technology we have now. The whole idea of it, idea of it, would be remarkable. I think it would be a top yeah. movie right now. You show up with this movie that's about. They you did. Know, five it's different the Sorcerer's Apprentice, and it sucked. Well, <laughs> well, five different. That was no, Fantasia. No, but I mean, Fantasia action. had like five different stories. But Fantasia well, we're was not just. Talk, kinda... We're talking. We're talking. If Pixar did Fantasia, basically. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, if, okay, if that movie okay. came out now, it'd be a masterpiece. It'd be an absolute masterpiece. This kind of whole idea of what's successful, and then you just throw this mashup. Call nothing, Brad Bird. But nothing. Call Brad Bird. Brad Bird, come here. Iron Time. Make and so, Fantasia. But, I mean, everything didn't have a story in front of it. It was just kind of like, you know what's going on. Oh, I don't know what's going on, but I get the idea. I mean, this guy sucks. He's fucking Mickey. He has to clean up after this motherfucker. There you go. You know, it's such a good movie for that. I think if it came out now, that would be remarkable. It would be. Yeah. I like that pick. It's a good pick. Thank you. All right, now let's go to you. Me? You're number two. Right? Oh, my number two. So, okay, so we're going. Yep. Right. My number two for... Uh, I hope I don't get laughed out of this place. Awesome reasons, and this is the one I know for sure. My number two 
one because it it took the, it took the <laughs> it took the animated feature away from strictly children. It said, "Hey, we can make an animated feature that targets adults and God, I hope only adults." It's a lot longer. And make it is also uncut. And make this <laughs> legitimately marketable, legitimately a legitimate thing, a legitimate film to an adult audience. My number two, no surprise, South Park, bigger, longer, longer and uncut. Great movie. The movie is first Bad of all, movies. first of all, South Park in general has sort of changed the game in terms of what oh, animated yeah. means. They right? had already changed the game. Yeah. Well, I mean, we have we have things like The Simpsons and Family Guy yeah, and they took shitty Futurama anim- and South Park. It didn't Prime mean better Time. animation meant a better movie. They took not as great animation and made a better, better movie. It, made well, better the writing, writing yeah, they made the it, writing yeah. for South Park is yeah. so. First of all, it's great. Second of all, what is most probably important to viewers like us is it's poignant, well, right? It is that's, fucking. It is spot on, hilarious. Oh yeah, but it, it can, is targeted. It is meaningful. It combines it's, that with no holds barred, exactly. crude Yeah, that's what I mean. Humor. It's it's, yeah. it's poignant. It's straight to the point. It is no bullshit. We won't censor ourselves. This shit is hilarious. Like we're gonna poke fun at the status quo. We're gonna and, make do every yeah, yeah. make every Career effort within our, idea, yeah. our capability to make fun of the normal, to make fun of what everybody else thinks is is untouchable. We're gonna take those things that nobody in the mainstream media will laugh about. And we are going to make fun of those. It's like a cartoon daily show with an R rating yes. and funnier writers. Right. <laughs> it, exactly. But yeah. it's like, it's you, the things that people would say in the mainstream media, you can't make fun of this. Yeah. You know, it's like, right. It's, right. it's a joke about 9-11, basically, oh, yeah. you know? And Saddam but, and But beyond Hitler that, Saddam and Bobby. It's, <laughs> it's, it's animated, it's satirical, it's brilliant. It's mute time. We made it! And so, so I think for uh, Matt Parker and Trey Stone to yeah. turn that turn the South Park franchise into a full length animated feature that not only was amazingly hilarious, yep. but that actually did pretty well. Oh yeah, is is it brilliant because it, yeah. it really it transformed the animated feature from something that is primarily for kids, younger audiences. To something that can totally legitimately be for people like us. And, oh, yeah. you, and uh, directors that were in that kind of area said that that was the best musical. Yeah, and that's true of the too. Last Twenty years, and it was. It was and the biggest highlight yeah. of this movie, and I have to say, is watching Robin Williams on the stage <laughs> at the Oscars. At the Oscars, yeah. they go. Someone used to sing this, and they go, "Robin Williams is singing it," and he just goes. He just has a piece of duct tape over his mouth and yeah. sings half the movie because, or half the song because it's too bad to sing it. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. That right. was so awesome. Yeah, that was hilarious. It was such a good movie. I want it to be on my top five, but it wasn't. <laughs> That's a sad thing. Let's go to your number. My number two is two. Ryan's number four, The Lion King. No, that's Brian's number five. Is your number five? I'm at a GTD. I dish it. You don't have that on your list? No one has Lion King. I swear we've talked about Lion King. No, we haven't talked about Lion King. Okay, Lion King's my number two. It's Disney's Disney's best traditionally animated movie. It's Disney's best movie they made as a single entity. 
Um, it tells an incredible story, and everyone can relate to it, regardless of if it is about animals. It's a very human story. Um, but that's what Disney does best. That's a I don't know about it's Disney. Lion King is Disney the Disney Pirates of the Caribbean. How are you going to relate to that? Okay, Disney animated films. They take they take they used to they take well okay they traditional to. Disney films took Lion very King, human they stories. made Bolt Lion King is Bolt the, was good Lion King Bolt is the good, end it wasn't nearly this good. Lion King is the end of non Pixar good Disney films yep, yes I agree this was next was Hunchback like, of Notre Dame this it's had a good song Topsy Turvy oh god this this is a movie more than Beauty and the Beast that appeals to kids and adults alike in. In like the exact same way, like kids can totally enjoy this movie. Unlike I don't, Beauty and the Beast is kind of dark for kids. It's dark, but Lion King he's, is totally kids oriented, yeah. but it's still got the same no appeal. It's like very much adult appeal. Like yeah, it's dog. it's I very mean, adult appeal. Having seen the play adaptation, the the live yeah. action on yeah. the well, on stage adaptation, that's another another pro towards it. It, it. it spawned it's the best execution musical, best execution of. Uh, of playing to two markets yeah. that oh, yeah. Disney has ever done. Yep. Um, I don't think anyone like like with a lot of a lot of Disney, even some Pixar movies, there are a lot of things that adults can just dismiss as childish. And I don't think this movie has a single thing in it that you can just say, you know, that's a throwaway. That's for kids. Well, because even the childish moments are moments that parents of children. Can right. relate to right. Matata. Yep. Um, Ain't no past. Back in the day, like honestly, back in the day, Disney was doing some really amazing things, and this, I think, like you said, was their pinnacle. I don't think they've ever gotten as good as they have with the Lion King. I agree with that. So that's my number one. I agree. With I, that. I mean, that's my number two. That's I don't know two. if they've ever gotten as good, but I know that after it, they've never had anything quite as good that wasn't Pixar related. Yeah. True. Okay, there's, true. There's never been true. a traditional there's Disney never been a, yeah. animated yeah. feature length. All right, film. you're number two, Ryan. Number two is... Can we just act like I opened up another beer and just press it? Just do it for... Yeah, we can. If this is your intro to your pick, can I piggyback? Yeah! What's Ma- amazing film, Wally. Yep. yep, good pick. I will defend that. I gave before. the first half... Give the first half an A plus and a plus. Yeah. Uh, give the second half an A. I mean, this movie was touching. It was perfect. It was Pixar's crowning achievement. It was beautiful in the sense that it looked great. It yep. was emotionally beautiful. It's a sci-fi movie. Shit, man. It's a sci-fi movie. It was. Sweet. It was so perfect. When I see yeah. uh, what's her name, Ellie. Eva. 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 When they go out and they, you know, when Wally has the plant and uh, then he comes out and then yeah. Eva finally falls in oh, love man, with them. Yeah. Uh, so good. It's so good. And you're falling in love with two robots. You aren't falling yeah, in love with, And yeah. you aren't falling in love with cute things. Like, I mean, right. I guess Wally's cute. But Eva's not cute. Eva looks like it's time to kill. She's and an like, machine. Yeah, she really is an apple machine. And that... I've seen. It. I saw it in a dollar theater, and it was. But isn't that kind of the whole point? Is is Pixar is really great at making they can that don't they, seem yeah. human seem human. They yeah, can make but you they love at, a garbage collector. But right. still, Wally is a garbage collector. And and cars, I you know I didn't fall in love with them. I mean, I still think it was a great movie, but I didn't fall in love with them. Right. That's what I think they did here was that 
establish such a relationship of this garbage collector with minimum, minimum yep. dialogue, as we said before, yep. and fall in love with Eva, which is <laughs> not even, you know, which you know is nah. is something that's just a one out of a million, or a one out of thousands. It's just, yeah. a, you know, it's the Imperial Probe droid that gets sent to that planet. It's true. But this one has feelings, and seeing them go back <laughs> and forth, and like when at yep. the end when she Wally was. does a hat, when Wally's getting rebooted, rebooted, and doesn't know what's going on. Yep. I mean that whole thing's fucking heartbreaking. She's, yeah, sure. Well, yeah, oh yeah. And to me, this movie, I mean, up, Terribly. up was so good, but this movie to me is just is the best in a long time yes. I've seen, and that's my number two. It's very good. That's your number two. What's your number one? You got to get to your number one. We're on our way back. Oldest time. Beauty and the Good pick. Beast. Good pick. Good pick. First one ever nominated for Best Picture out of five, like I said before. Dark, awesome, great animation. Probably the best soundtrack you get for any. This is pretty great. Any Disney one. And you want sealed. It's very sweeping. You want sealed this out of all of it. And I'm just right. had to say this was that I looked up. Talking Candelabra? Well, oh, well, let's not forget that Lumiere. Oh, come on. You know, you know who that was? You know who that was? Yes. Who? I don't know. Jerry Orbach, the guy that played. Munch. No. The guy that played the lead detective on Law and Order, the original one, you're close, for all those years. Jerry Orbach. Oh, that guy? Lenny. Lenny. That's fucking Lumiere. That's Lumiere. That's 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 crazy. That's what I meant. I I knew it was Law and Order. I was fucking close. And the thing was, (laughs) I had this. I I picked the other old white guy. This has always been one of my favorite, favorite movies. And I had this as my number two-ish one. You know, like right in there. Two-ish? And when we were doing research, or when I was doing research for it, I went to IGN. IGN, brand new, a respectable website, right? Yeah. They oh, just yeah. did theirs after Toy Story 3. They go, after this great movie, we're going to give our top 25 animated movies of all time. Gave 25 to 2, and then goes, you got to click on our video for number one. I clicked on it, goes, Pixar has made so many great movies, but here at IGN, we find that the greatest animated movie we've ever seen is, boom, Beauty and the Beast. I said, that's right. They join me. IGN joins me. That's my number one. It's awesome. The Beast is cool. And they had that rose, that fucking the shit. And they got Real fucking too. Angela Lansbury singing, you know, yeah. all that shit. Oh, yeah. And so that great ending. And this time, beauty and the Beast. Yeah. And when they do their fucking, <laughs> and when they do their dance in it, it's a perfect animated movie. Yeah. Music. One thing that Pixar, I mean, when you think of animated movies, let's be honest. They don't animation. do it like Disney did it. Yeah, they didn't do it like did it. Di- did it. Exactly. Did it. I mean, yeah. Princess and the Frog was okay, but wasn't that great? Mm. Boom. It wasn't that great. That's what I was saying. Yeah. It wasn't that great. It's not Disney. But, yeah, they don't do it I'm like I'm saying that Pixar doesn't Sweet have... Beauty, Disney. It doesn't no, have the musical Disney. aspect of it, which I think is... It doesn't have the musical aspect of it, which I think is so important to some of these animated features, because that's what we were brought up on. Mm-hmm. I think this has the best soundtrack of all of them. So that's how it goes. That's my number one. I'll give it to you, Kevin. I'm there you go. just giving it to you. My number one has been mentioned. It was on your list. He was actually number five. It's The Incredibles. Oh, it's such a good movie. My number it's one is The Incredibles. Inspired. And here is why. I don't think there's anything wrong with this movie. There isn't. At all. No. Um, I that. It's a story of superheroes, you know, forced into forced by society to live normal lives until the anti-hero comes along and kind of 
yeah. throws off their, their their nice, you know, little life. And it, it forces... And starts coach. It's Yeah, that's right. It forces their little superhero family, because, you know, they're all superheroes. It forces their superhero family kind of to, you know, it's a call to action. Um, I think... I don't know if I did it last time, but I I didn't like Despicable Me. I'm not sure if I ranted about it last time. You ranted to me plenty, but I don't yeah, I ranted to you plenty. Um, I don't I don't really I didn't I thought Despicable Me was entertaining, but I had a lot of problems with it. And if you've uh, asked me about it, you know those. Um, but one thing I think animated movies tend to rely on, unfortunately is what I call a crutch character, which the minions were in Despicable Me. It's, cute people that look good and just... It's, they, they, something that is strictly they animated in cuteness. There, there, there's a difference between comic relief, which I think Finding Nemo had in The Turtles, Finding Nemo had in Dory kind of... In almost every throughout. character, yeah. really. It was, it was some, God, it was some comic relief. So yeah. It was some comic relief, so good. but Despicable Me uses this crutch character of the minions to kind of bring you back and take you away from why the movie to, is lacking. To keep you watching. Yeah. The to take you away character. from... It's like, okay, this movie isn't that great. Oh, wait, here's this character to kind of bring you back into it. I think, honestly, in, in Shrek 2, I think Puss in Boots is the same type of character. I think Man, that... I can't believe no I think that Shrek. That's such a good Shrek franchise. is such Shrek a good is a, franchise. Shrek is my number six. <laughs> I thought we Honestly. after this we did on we do we do but we should but we should have really done I mean not I'm just putting that we should have really done like a computer generated top five and a animated top five I mean yeah it's all the same no we shouldn't have but I'm just saying there's so yeah. many good ones and but like the same hearing him say I'm sorry I'll interrupt no, you good, one good, more good. Time. hearing him say he goes oh animation I can do that and looking at him and his iPhone because his iPad was probably upstairs and it's like <laughs> probably. He's like, wow, this is a lot tougher than I thought. I said, that's right. And then I came on his face. That's true, he did. Then I came on his face. That's true. That's a C, God, that's a C by the way. For, yeah. uh, it's a C, time. by the way. That's why you, you got some. Um, Chris but yeah. Rouse. But, <laughs> but regardless of, of my feelings about Despicable Me, I, this movie doesn't use any of those crutch characters. There are no crutch characters. There's no fallbacks. There's no reason... For them to ever like use before, any it's excuse, most it's most violent one. It's an action movie. Even that, yeah, it's it's it it doesn't need any of that it's ancillary it's, stuff because it's such a great story. Like it it's is. just such a great story in itself. The characters are so strong. Um, like really, this the same goes for most of well, all other four uh, movies on my list is that the characters and the story are so strong that they don't need all that shit. Not just that, though, but Pixar created something from nothing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not like we're, we're talking about best superhero franchises. We're talking about Spider-Man and Batman and all these things that all these characters are so far developed over the oh, last yeah. 30 years. We're talking about something where Pixar has literally created a very likable, very popular superhero, library out of nothing. superhero franchise original from stories, from yeah. whatever seed from whatever writer in the Pixar yep. house has come up with yep I like to say that this movie probably saved Pixar yeah I can see that I can because see where you, you know can why make that because argument. Pixar had made what four movies by then Toy Story 
Bugs Life, Monsters, Inc., and Toy Story 2, which means that they've been, I mean, Monsters, Inc. was good. Yeah. Bugs Life was good, but it wasn't great. Right. But Toy Story 1 and 2 were exceptional, so they were known as the Toy Story franchise. Yeah. This came out, and it fucking showed that they can do real shit. So this was yeah. a movie where they Pixar showed they said, could get we can toys. really, we can we really make real movies yep. that also happen to be animated. Yep. And I think that, I've said this before, but imagine if they had something else in, and this movie, which is exceptional, came out now. I think it'd be... Yeah. It'd be it'd be beyond what's been seen. I mean, an action, well, my, it's an action movie that's yeah. made out of Pixar. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. That's, that's sort of my litmus test for Pixar is... Yeah. It can, does, would this movie translate to live action? If you shot Incredibles live action, it would still be a great movie. Yeah. There, I mean... There are things you can't do live action that you can do with animation, which is what they thrive on. But but the P- story, Pixar does a great job yeah. of making oh, yeah. up for that, of compensating no, for yeah, that, and story and humor. And well, they don't they don't compensate. They just there's stuff you can't do in live action that they do. But so, the converse so is true if, too. Well, right? if you if you do it in live action, it's not going to be as good because. You're not going to get all the because Frozen all the ski to the top. Well, of the... ski. I mean that too, but you can't get all the. I mean the way that they animate the faces, oh, yeah. and the way that they animate Absolutely. the scenes, and everything like that. It's just so calculatedly perfect that I. Yeah, that's hear, that's my yeah. number one. Let's hear Brian's number one. You're number one, Brian. My number one. I think I don't know. Ryan talked about it earlier. Well, I think it's my number one for different reasons, though. Well, not different reasons. A lot of the same reasons. Wally is is a fantastic movie because the animation is spot on. The storytelling is spot on. It's so any, good I dropped my pen. Any film where you can you can tell that much of a story with no dialogue, with no talking, and it's not even a person. It's a goddamn robot, yeah. right? Oh, it's all. The human it's short circuit. People. It's short yeah. circuit. But, it's not even an original looking key robot. But it's short circuit. That's yeah, what it is. It's true too. I mean, but it, it's but him. what what sells me on Wally as my number one pick is the social commentary. Is the there are humans who have left a planet behind that is covered in trash, so much waste that's uninhabitable, that they've gone to space, that they all have these little things that they float around on. Not just the story, but also to me, when I watched Wally for the first time, I thought, holy shit, they might be right. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yep. It's a Pixar movie, and I thought, this might actually happen. Okay, I'm not some fucking space cadet <laughs> all the way out there, but you know what? You think about the waste that we're producing. Right. So if we're 100 years down the road, 200 years down the road, is it conceivable that maybe we have. You know, so much waste on this planet that we can't even exist on it. We have to shoot a giant spaceship into space so that we can all float around on our little hover things. What sold me on Wally was the fact that not only did they manage to to tell this incredibly detailed, intricate, relatable, totally authentic story with these non-human people, but the human people are also so relatable. Because you can, I mean, at least for me, where you can go, yeah, you know what? I probably know people who are that lazy. <laughs> right. I probably know the captain of this ship. Yeah. It's I've watched from, uh, 
Curb Your Enthusiasm. Exactly. It's, American Pie. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, His name's Fred Willard. It's a perfect He's example. A great perfect example. Great at what he does. He's of perfect. Pixar's yeah. ability. The hemoglobin trotters. <laughs> That's true. Of, it's a great example of Pixar's ability to tell a story from top to bottom. Where Pixar completes a storyline, an animation, a film, a th- uh, the whole storyline, 100% that I'm not sure any other studio can do. I'm not sure I'm that... I'm quite sure well, not any other but studio can I do. I mean, they have... Quite they sure. have uh, uh, the way I look at it is, Pixar has almost an advantage in that they can tell a story in animated form. So they can set the, they can set the place, they can set the time, they can set all sorts of things. But... Pixar's ability to tell a story that has, from literally the first frame to the last frame, the kind of relatability, the kind of realisticness, although, yeah, it's, it's animated. But forget, the, forget for a second that it's animated. I'm yeah. not sure there's a studio that has that ability to tell a more relatable, more realistic story, more identifiable story. Than Pixar does, there is and I don't think there's a better example from Pixar than Wally. I think that John Lasseter is a genius. John Lasseter is the one who directed Toy Story One. He's the one who's been helming, basically yeah. helming Pixar throughout this entire process, and he is a genius. I believe in the next ten years that Pixar will win a Best Picture Oscar, as it should. In the next I, three years. They have to. Well, let's know. let's be honest. Have to. Uh, in the next three years, it should. In the next ten, the next years, three years, will. they should be nominated. I think they that Pixar always, make, always no, moves. But they should be continuous. Yeah. I think nominated. that Pixar always moves above itself. I think it always improves. Yeah. But I will get almost guarantee you that in maybe not ten years when they win their best picture, but I will <laughs> say in in the next seven years that no matter how great the movies get, that. Wally will be number one because it it is such a change in what they did, and it's such a different kind of perfect. It's almost a perfect movie. It's a beautiful, beautiful movie, as I said, and I I believe that will always be kind of their citizen king. Yeah, saying I that, that will the, always the, be the the moment that changed Pixar. The emotional that, attachment that viewers have to Wally. Into characters in Wally, I don't, I don't see if if Pixar tops that and doesn't win Best Picture, regardless of animated or whatever. I don't, I don't see how. I that don't think as a complete movie. I mean, there's a reason Up got nominated, but I mean, it's not the same. But no one's going going to be riding on a Wally ride right. at Disneyland. Yep. It, but right. it will be the crowning achievement of them. But just like me. Fantasia is for Disney. Fantasia is a crowning achievement for them, and you don't ride. You don't ride, but you don't ride on a fucking you know Mickey Wizard but ride. The difference, I think, though, and that's what I think it is, is. I'm not sure you could give me a movie in the last three years that is. What movie is more deserving of Best Picture nod, or at least uh, forget the win, right? Give me a movie that's more deserving of a Best Picture nod than Wally is in no the last three, three years. Maybe. But yeah, I watched No Country for Old Men and I watched Wally, and to me, those are at least on the same level. On the same level? Well, I think Wally should have deserved a nomination. Yeah, me too. But, I mean, I. So is this a, is this a question of 
the Academy snubbing yes. animated features. No, well, that's what I was saying. Is that this is, this that, is yeah. the one that put its foot in the door. I don't think Up gets nominated if Wally was if, made. Uh, I absolutely. And I don't think the thing that I say that. in the next ten years. So Wally, Wally wins the best picture wouldn't have happened without Wally. That's why I always say it's a crowning achievement. And there's the no way. There's no way. What, there's no way a studio wins a best picture nod that's not Pixar, right? I mean, we've all seen How to Train Your Dag- Dragon, right? That was a DreamWorks SKG. I didn't see it. Pick. Okay, well, it was it was good, but you know what? No. You watch the first fifteen yeah. minutes, and you immediately recognize that this this is not a Pixar movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous how how much they've the disparity stunted the rest of the animation. The disparity between like, Pixar and yeah. the rest of the animated I'm film studios are is ridiculous. I think, I think what is going to be very very interesting is the next Pixar film. I I I look forward to it. Well, I look forward to it as well, but. They had these. They up and and Wally were world class. But still, it's Toy Story. Well, three. No, so is shit. Toy Story three, but it's also based on something before. Right. Yeah. So the question something is original. Yeah, and to be on, well, let's be honest. The last seventy percent of Toy Story three is beyond exceptional. The first, you know, the first twenty five minutes you watch is like, all right. I mean, I've we're seen bringing you back how into this that, world. How much of yeah. that though is? There might be a few people out there who haven't te- seen Toy Story. Let's well, let's even that, even that. It. It's, been, it's been ten years. We have to give you at least yeah. twenty minutes. And to I understand that. I understand that. World. But I mean, it wasn't a hundred percent knockout. Now, let's be honest. It was, it was. It was amazing. But I'm really interested to see what Pixar comes in I, with I, next. As am I. Because yeah. they had two right now, two right now, best Pixar. picture quality movies. And Toy Story 3, which is also a best picture quality movie, but it's not original. You know, it's yeah. added to the whole thing. Toy Story 3 gets a yeah. best yeah. picture. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, I agree with that. And I I, I can't wait to see what Pixar comes out with. I bet because it's about I feel dogs, because like, I like puppies. But I feel like it's one of those things where... Rough. <laughs> Bolt? I feel like it's, it's one of those things... I feel like it's one of those things where you and I, we can sit here all day and say... I think that, you know, the the next Pixar movie is going to be good. I think it's going to be about this. But Pixar is one of those studios that will come out with a film that we all went, oh, shit. I, you know, I never would have thought about this as a feature-length animated film. Yeah. I would have never cried about the fleas that live on shit. Like, it's going to be a movie about fleas that live on shit. You it's know, gonna be but awesome. the brilliant part about that is, is yeah. if it is... It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. I'm not, I'm not ignoring it. All right. All right. Yeah. At the end of the movie, you're going to feel for those sleeves on that palette. We're going for a three. All right. Let's oh, cut shit. this. Let's cut this combo. Let's do it with our, uh, honorable, our honorable mentions. I think I can speak for us all. Um, unfortunately, yesterday morning, one of all of our friends yeah, uh, was found dead. Um, he was... Jerome... If, if any of you know Jerome, you know what I'm talking about already because, you know, the word has gotten out, but... He's the nicest person I've ever met in my life. Jer- Jerome... No, but had I mean a, that. No, but he, no, I, I'm, I mean, I'm smirking because I agree with you. The, the, he, last summer, almost to the day... And I like porn. Almost to the day last summer, as of Tuesday, I believe Tuesday was the 25th, 24th? 26th. 26th. 26th was Tuesday? That, um, was that, was, that was his one-year anniversary of having his heart transplant. He had a disease where his heart was just too big, which, if you know Jerome, 
You know exactly it's not, that that's totally it's not fitting. hard to understand. It's totally it's not, fitting. It's not an allegory. It's and so he had right. he had a heart transplant, and that was the date that he had his heart transplant. And he, you know, was was looking like he was making a full recovery. We all thought he was out of the woods. Yeah, because because October thirty first was that date when he kind of got released. Shit, I remember that. I remember. Yeah, we were all excited because you know what, Drum got to come to the UFC game. Yeah, exactly. UFC, yeah. And it was it was that date that he got released, you know, from doctors to say, okay, your body accepts your heart, and you can go out and you know you don't have to worry about germs and getting sick and everything like that because your heart is part of your body now. And he lived, you know, he lived every single day. It seemed like with just the notion that he's he's so happy to be there, he's so happy to be with everybody. He loved everybody. It's ridiculous how many people he knew and how many people loved him. Like, it's it's almost uncanny how many... Like, you walk down the... You know, in college, you walk through campus with Jerome and you can't get 20 feet... Before he knows through, somebody. You can't get through he 20 feet within 20 minutes because he's, you know, he's talking with he everybody. He knew everyone and he... He, he knew their names. He didn't, well, he didn't know everyone. Everyone knew him. That's yeah, the thing. That's that true. Everyone was affected by him. Everyone knew that he was the shit, you know. He was not the shit in his like. Oh my god, that guy's all, like. Everyone's just like that guy's. We love that guy's guy. great. Yeah. We love him, and I never. I mean, like, I, it. It's hard for me. I never got to see him pass his transplant because so many times we were like, "Oh man, I'll just see you in a little bit," and like we were talking about uh, flash dance, eh. Jennifer Beals. Looks so good in that fucking movie. This was just like, I don't know, maybe ten days ago or two weeks ago. He's like, yeah, bro. He's like, when are you coming to see me? And like, and I said soon, but it wasn't soon enough. And it's just, I can't believe that he's gone because he's, he was so awesome. He, he loved porn as much as I did. And that's not, I'm not, I'm just saying he did. Don't take, Don't that, take lightly. that lightly. Yeah. And that was, I mean, that, Weird. I mean, it was awesome. And he knew so many people. And I think, I think JT maybe had one of the most infectious personalities that I've ever come to know. Me too. He was just one of those guys you could talk to anybody. He could bullshit with anybody. He just, he was just a genuinely. A genuinely good guy. As, as you, you said, he was the life of the party, and he never he, had a sip of alcohol. He never had a sip of alcohol, and he was always the life of the party. You you were introduced to Jerome, and you guys were already friends. Like, That's it's, just the he kind was, of guy he was. He was so inviting. He was so, so warm and such a great person that it's, I mean, no matter what. Like, no, personally, I didn't know... What Jerome had going on, like in his his own, like his home life, his personal life, anything like that, it you didn't know because it didn't matter. It didn't matter. Like he was he was with you when you guys were together, and you know, if if he had something going on, you know, you didn't know it because he didn't care. He was one of those guys who always made you feel like you were his best friend. Yeah, you were number one. In whatever JT had going on, whatever Jerome had going on, didn't matter because you know what? Right. If you were talking to him, you, you were his you main were focus. It. That yeah. was it. Oh yeah, he was the best for one. He really was. That's how it goes. So, Jerome, this episode is for you. I think we can all raise the can to Jerome and 
Wish there was more we could do. Yeah, we really miss you. Dude, if we ever want us out there, you're the best. So what's the UJT?